The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Welcome to another episode of The Adventure Jogger. This is a conversation I've wanted to have for a very, very long time. This is a guest I've wanted to have for a very, very long time on The Adventure Jogger. But um, I kind of wanted to put some distance between having him on as a guest and the event. And of course, the event being March when the whole world blew up and all of a sudden I got a new podcast and things, things happen, right? So the conversation wouldn't be about that. But he's finally here. He's the race director behind the Yeti Trail Races, a great guy, a man that defines trail running on the Beast Coast, who's created a culture that is inclusive to everybody and makes trail running and ultra running this really awesome thing that people can can get around and, and support each other. A great, encouraging environment. He's got one of the most successful trail running companies in the United States, Jason Green. Is on the adventure jogger. Hello, Jason. Hi. Uh, did my mom tell you to say all that? <laughs> <laughs> no. I feel like she mailed you twenty dollars in a she card. Did. Just she did. To say those things. Yeah. It's like be nice to my boy. How are you? How are you? Yeah. I'm. I. I am glad we uh, can get together to talk. It, it has been a, lo- a long time since March. Yes. Uh, and you and I both have done some incredible things since covid first launched uh i i I see all of your things and i I feel like you and i both use this as a moment of clarity and to really put the gas pedal down and go forward with what we've always wanted to do right yeah it was kind of it's been good to see you shine well thank you and it's been great to, to to see you shine as well and i think anytime you're mentioned in the same sentence uh, of a Facebook message threatening a lawsuit, it kind of bonds you with a person. And so we've had kind of a... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've, had some, we've had a lot of interesting phone calls and in, in kind of an interesting year since March, Jason. Yeah, 2020 has been all about clarity, right? Like, period. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I really think, uh, you know, kind of this evolution through COVID of trail runners and ultra runners, I really feel like it's brought the community so much together. And like, like people have just stepped up, been super awesome and supportive. Like my dream, I always tell people like, is for everyone and ultra running to gain the satisfaction from the success of others. Right. I, I think if that is the basis, our community it will be the most inclusive, dynamic like community ever. And, and this year, it, it just has happened. Like uh, I got to put on the Yeti 100, the Damn Yeti during COVID. Mm-hmm. Very stressful for me, but everyone. Like just seeing people's eyes shine over the mask uh, were amazing for me and, and very touching and very, and very touching to the towns they were in. And uh, uh, they were, you know, people were very moved by everyone's efforts this year. Let's go back before we get into kind of the joy and the return to somewhat a sense of normalcy. Let's go back to March. Okay. And and COVID hits and as a race director and especially as a race director, and if you've never done one of Jason's races, he's a hands-on race director, not in a lawsuit type of way, but you really do kind of embrace each finisher almost like a member of a family and your I mean, the, the finish line hugs are kind of your thing. That's your brand. And all of a sudden now COVID hits and races are being canceled all over the country. Yours included some new ones that you were excited about this year. Weren't able to happen. What was it like yeah. for Jason green at the beginning of March with COVID? So I have to tell you, I, along with everyone thought, Oh, 30, 40 days will be at the end of this. Right. right? I, you know, uh, I honestly 
agreed that when we sheltered in place, we'd just be done and be over with, right? Mm-hmm. And then it just lingered on, right? People were scared. My friends that work in hospitality, restaurants, other, you know, were suddenly sitting at home with no income and feeling like this disconnect uh, from some normalcy. And, and a lot of those folks are in the Yeti Trail Runners group. Yeah. And I needed to find a way for us to all be able to come together just for that moment. And you run at your house and run by yourself, be safe, but still belong to the community as a whole. So I started, look, I'm, I'm not the smartest person, but I'm (laughs) creative, creative as hell. Right. Like, and, and so I sat down and I thought about what fun things I would like to do. Right. Like I sure as hell don't want to like say, Hey, we have a virtual 10 K like that's horrible sounding to me. Right. So we, so we started with the 50 K challenge and it's been a dream of mine to, to always have these new first time ultra runners. Yeah. So, uh, the 50 K produced 3,100 first time ultra runners. That, and that, that was the Yeti, the large, like the 24-hour challenge where it was like five yep. miles every four hours, yes. right? Yes, yes. So that produced hu- huge first-timers. I loved it. And it brought us all kind of together, more people into the mix. And then Candace and I with the East Coast versus mm-hmm. West Coast. Uh, then I started doing, you know, like name the crazy thing. So people wanted to say, I ran the 50K, Jason. I would like to see if I could do 50 miles. So we did 50 miles. Then we did, you know, we got the 12 days of Yeti going on where I email everyone what to do the next day, a gift (laughs) for the morning. Right. So just, I have really developed all these ways to keep the community intact and together and for us to keep having fun and, and, and keep motivated. It's, it's, it's damn hard to stay motivated. And people really laugh when I say, the pandemic's been so long that I've gotten into shape and out of back out of shape. This is really the truth, right? Like at August I I went, you know, I ran, finally got my five-year jacket at Georgia's hardest at the East coast, hardest race under hundred miles, the H and I 50. And so I finally got my five-year jacket to retire. And I swear to God, like three weeks later, like I could not run six miles, you know? (laughs) And so, and I, I, I was like, how the hell, like, I'm just not fit anymore. And I ran a 50 K a few weeks ago and like my fitness died at 16 miles. And so Mm -hmm. I said, you know, I want to get back to getting fit like in 2021. And so now we have the couch to Yeti is like a cool program. Yeah. And I, I respect this coach named David Roche, Mm -hmm. like awesome spectacular mountain runner and i gave him a call and i was like this is jason can you draw up 60 days like training plan to get my ass fit and i'm like and i said please don't start me out running 55 miles a week like make something (laughs) (laughs) you know like don't burn me out and i was like and he was like i said i want this so it's just a baseline fitness for me and everyone else and he was like absolutely so he drew up a 60-day plan and i like let's do couch yeti like because I, I am almost positive yeah i'm not the only one in my space right now that like at the beginning of covid it's like had all this extra free time so i just like doing push-ups you know <laughs> seeing how high i could jump you know like i was like whoa like, you know and so i i'm sure everyone else is with me it's like we got into this great shape you know and then oh, we didn't yeah. have like And then all of a sudden you're like, oh man, you know, and you got this like depression kind of set in and you, you know, so this is a great way to kickstart and us to have fun again. And and I I saw the vaccine getting delivered today. So, uh, you know, hopefully we all get back and by next fall, we, we have some normalcy. Oh, that'd be fantastic. When you said um, this, this pandemic's been so long that it, it has it's been i've i've gotten into shape out of shape into shape out of shape <laughs> and it's like i've had this like i've had three or four years 
worth of in shape, out of shapes just during this pandemic. Like I remember saying to my, my buddy, Travis, who was deployed and he got back and we started running together and you know, and all that stuff like going like, okay, I'm at rock bottom right now. And then I, I pulled out a rock bottom and I did the, uh, the Yeti 24 hour challenge, which was so much fun because it was different, right? It was a way oh. to, yeah, to run throughout the day, and it was kind of it was such an interesting, fun thing to do. I didn't think I'd have as much fun doing it as I did, like getting up at two in the morning and running through my neighborhood, like when it's like it super quiet. Like I've never seen my neighborhood like that before. So quiet, so peaceful, yeah. nothing going on. It's it was just it was a whole lot of fun. I got in shape for that. And then I did the East versus West 50K and then I got out of shape and I did some other things. <laughs> you know, it was I, a lot of living. So so I, I'm with you. I enjoyed it and it was unlike any other 50K experience I ever had. Mm-hmm. And so when people email me and they're like, do you think I can run a 50K? And I'm like, if you can do the 50K challenge, running a 50K is much easier, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, like this was the hardest way to, to reach 30 miles. And to me, I was like, my legs felt like they were trashed from a 50 miler, mm-hmm. you know, the next day. So mm-hmm. I, I... I see, I've, I, you know, I like to follow people and I look at names. It's very easy for me to match up on ultrasound. I've seen some of these people, first time 50K challenge, went to a live race and, and knocked the 50K out of the park, mm-hmm. like in, a, in, in mountain trail terrain. Yeah. So, like, I, I think people, I was, I love that everyone just got this boost of confidence from it and can do anything because ultra running is that. You know, it's available to everyone, you know? Yeah, it really is. And and I really, it was fun to see people that didn't think they could do that, uh, do it. But I know, Jason, for you, it was hard to make the shift to virtual racing because we've all poo-pooed on virtual racing. Uh, You've done it. I've done oh, it. <laughs> Ryan, I, I, I tell the same story. I have poo-pooed all on it because as a race director, like it's a hard grind to put on a live event Mm -hmm. period. Right. Yeah. And I I tell people all the time, I was at this trail running conference a few years ago and this guy stood up like, he was like, the future is virtual races. I was like, I literally was like, sit down and shut up. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, you at the wrong place, right? (laughs) This is for real race directors. But I will tell you the turning point came when I saw that people in that are close to me and the Yeti Troners and people I know uh, really well, their mental health really started to decline because they are used to having an event and feeling connection and running uh, races. Yeah. And so I, I felt like I needed to do something to bring them together. So I swallowed, I, you know, it's not the first or last time I've, I've been wrong and had to eat crow. I, I'll do it all my life, right? Like <laughs> any time in my life where I was like, man, the Incredible Hulk roller coaster Orlando looks like it sucks. And then I got on that. It was the best <laughs> damn thing ever, right? Like this is the story of my life. This, you know, so uh, right? I, I don't know what the, what else to tell people. Like anytime I verbally say this is bullshit, Next year, I'm probably doing it, right? right. Like, no, because the uh, universe kicks you in the ass because you make these bold <laughs> statements, right? You're like, I would never do this. And you're like, oh, shit, I'm doing that now. So, so, but there are two things that I've hated since I was 12. Yeah. And I, I've never done yet. Uh, razor scooters and rollerblades. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> so and and I've held firm to those. Okay, <laughs> hang on though, hang on, Jason. You know, this is a year about self exploration, right? This is a year about looking at yourself in the mirror, at least for me, and and reevaluating some things, right? And so I think it's time. I think 2021 is the year that Jason Green rides a razor scooter. <laughs> no way. So I, I I'm gonna I agree with what you just said, but. I, I don't know if people probably don't know this or I haven't told anyone. So for probably the last 10 years, every January, 
I learned something new, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, right now I am uh, bought a sewing machine and I'm going to try to learn to make a mountain running jacket for myself next year. Oh, wow. So, last, yeah, last year it was skiing. The year before, rock climbing. I went and took a, like a rock climbing class at a gym. And I have to tell you, like I – uh, love more than anyone being humbled as an adult. I feel adults have a hard time starting at zero and yes. just having to be humble. And, and to me, like I got this sewing machine, I got this pattern for a jacket. It, I see what it looks like in my mind, but I can't even move. I have these little practice sheets where I sew little black circles like yeah. on paper. Yeah. I can't even stay in the damn line. <laughs> so, you know, but, but, <laughs> but I love this because it's humbling, right? And also, I I might find my next passion, you, you know? So, like, I love to ski up mountains. I love to climb. I love, you know, I went and took a bowling class, you know? So, wait, mean, wait. There's bowling classes? You can take a class that teaches you how to bowl? Absolutely. And it's amazing what you would learn. Right. Like there is real strategy. So, okay. Give us one tip. I know this is a running podcast, but give us one bowling tip that Jason Green learned taking bowling classes. So it's always like two in and always keep like have your centerline body be the centerline too. Right. And so a lot of people straight bowl and like kind of just bend their legs. You'd have to see the diagram. It's, you should always do something like that, right? Like learn something new, right? So I went and someone told me how to bowl. <laughs> I like that. That's a great yeah. mentality. Because I think so many times we do New Year's resolutions and the New Year's resolutions are so broad and so undefined. It's like, I want to be in shape. Well, how do you I, define that? <laughs> I And I tell you, one of the greatest things I've ever done was I went and took a rock climbing class. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to be humbled as a grown adult, go to a rock climbing class. You have to learn to tie all these crazy ass knots, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And all of a sudden, you got this nineteen-year-old kid with like long hair telling you what to do, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's the best. I encourage anyone to listening to just go take like a basic climbing class, and it's a lot of fun. And I, I was quite surprised and you will, if you're a mountain runner, ultra runner, learning to grab holds, do belays, like will help you, you know, sometimes in the mountains. So, but I, I will tell you, I had to eat a humble pie. You don't know how much I wanted to just throw that kid out the door by his pants every time, you know? <laughs> he's like, he's, he's sir. He's, he's calling you Yo. sir. Cause you got gray hair and he thinks you're like, you're like really old. Yo, Jason, uh, your figure eight is just not happening right now. Like we went over that two classes ago. Like you need to tie the tell off. You know, like you would just—I would just be like, "What's happening?" <laughs> I, I I enjoyed it, and I like, and that's what I say about like me poo pooing on virtual races. Mm-hmm. I always eat humble pie, right? And I'm the first one to admit I'm wrong, right? Like, yeah, it's and. and mm-hmm. I and, think it's and, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think people get Jason. I think people, especially as we get older, it's so hard for some people. And I'm, and I'm in this category to admit I'm wrong. Like I will, I will like, I will dig my, my heels in. And that's something I've been working on this year. Like, okay, don't dig your heels in anymore. Ryan, just go, Oh, okay. I was way wrong about that. I'm going to, you know, just pivot where I stand on that. Where before I'd be like, oh, no, virtual races are stupid. And I'm never doing a virtual race. Never. Even if I see everybody having fun at the Yeti 24-hour challenge, I'm just going to poo-poo it from my keyboard and and just leave yeah, dickhead comments. That's, right, right. And that's it. And I will tell you one of the greatest things about being a, a human Mm-hmm. Is when you're presented with the new information, being able to change your mind. If you can just do that one thing, happiness will greet you all the time. I, I promise you. And I know I sound like damn Joel Olstein or some <laughs> shit, but 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 you, you know, there's a couple things over the years I've learned in my life. Um, uh, I share some like the one other thing like that's made me really happy is I whenever I get an email. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I used to read it like that the person, I always read it that the person's coming from a good place, that they don't have malintent. Right. And that it changed my life immediately. Like, so whenever I read something on Facebook, mm-hmm. whenever someone sends me a message, I genuinely read it that they're coming from a good place and it changed my life. And also being able to change my mind when I'm presented with new information that totally made happiness happen for me. No, so. that Jason, that's so true. Cause I've, I've done that. I've made it a conscious effort and actually people at work make fun of me. They call me unicorns and rainbows because they say I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so positive, but no, I, I like to, you're right. When you change the way you mentally look at things and especially interactions with people. And if you assume that the person is coming from a good place, at least until you're, until it's proven to you beyond a reasonable doubt that they're not, if you make that assumption that they're coming from a good place, there's a peace in that. Even like in, in interactions that you're having with people and, and it's, and maybe you had a negative interaction with someone, not assuming it's because of you assuming that, it's because of something they're going through. Like, like if, if someone's short with you, it's not because you deserve to be, you know, uh, not treated well or whatever. They're probably dealing with something far greater than just interacting with you, that they're distracted and they're, that's what's coloring their interaction and not assuming like, well, what did I do? You know, just being like, oh man, I feel, they must be going through some crap right now. I feel bad for them. Ryan, 100 percent. I, I, I 100%. It when I tell you, it had a profound effect on my life. It, it did. Like, it it changed every. I, I bet people around me will be like, I know Jason for like the last ten years, but the last couple years, he seems the most bright and happy. Yeah, it, it's because I really started making some of those choices of not digging my heels in of eating crow, right? Mm-hmm. Like of, of, of having a lot of insight into myself. Well, yeah. Right? Cause and, yeah. That's that self exploration that being able to say like, okay, I don't like this about myself. I'm going to change it. And I don't, I don't think anybody looks at that and goes, well, you're a weak son of a bitch for wanting to, 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 to have a better life. That's that. I think people are afraid that that's viewed as weakness when it's really not. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. I, I think the strongest people in, the smartest people in the world, uh, often when they research and find new information, change their minds about what they thought was correct. You so, know? Yeah, so, totally. Like this is what I, anything this year has taught me, Jason, is I, I, I remember it was about April, March, April, where I was like, you know what? I need to I need to stand up more. I need to, you know, not follow the pack. And I need to, yeah. you know, if, if I see something going sideways and I can feel that I need to not push that down. I need to be able to stand up for what I believe and not just follow some people. You know, I need to kind of, to, 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 to stand where, to see what I see as, as correct and just and stand by that. Whoever, and if, uh, if that rules yeah. relationships, okay, so be it. That, uh, to me, uh, that's what I was saying. Like this pandemic has really, I felt like really, cleared up some things for people, Mm -hmm. right? Like they've had this moment to uh, a pause in their daily life happen. Yep. And they've had to reflect. And a lot like to me, people are joyous, right? They want to get through the end of this. We all do. Right. And, and like I said, my best friend that I grew up with since it's five years old happens to own three restaurants in Atlanta. Yeah. Like dude, you know, like just, hurting every day right mm-hmm. and well you know so but still this this man is always quick to share a joke and smile right like, right so uh, and and this is why i think he will be successful when when we get to the end of this continue to be successful oh yeah because so, it's, it's outlook right because being crabby about it and and whatever is not going to change the results right being pissy and, and 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 being upset isn't going to magically make money fall out of the sky. So it's how you approach the the the, the issues that you're dealing with. Uh, yes, absolutely. And I, you know, I think it's uh, I, I really uh, think the ultra community want, next year in 2021 we we are going to see like this huge gain in in ultra runners in our community, guaranteed. Yeah. So. I, I, yeah, I think because because it's a it's a shining example, and I think people, 
you know, you gave people an opportunity and a lot of people were given an opportunity to try something different and yeah. and see what the community was all about. And even though it was virtual stuff, there was people got a taste of what the ultra community is about, what the trail running community is about with even though it was it was it was it was virtual. I saw so many people on the East Coast Trail and Ultra Runners page being first time posters who were like, hey, yeah. I tried the, I tried the Yeti 24-hour challenge. I never thought I could run farther than 10 miles. I can't believe I ran 30 miles in one day. And just the support that they saw, because there wasn't some, – some running Facebook pages can be a little snarky and can have some people yes. that really don't care and they just want to talk about – you know, stats and splits and that sort of thing. But one of the things I've always loved about the East Coast Trail and Ultra page is you didn't you didn't get that. You didn't get like the passive aggressive, oh, good for you. 24 hours, you run 30 miles. It was welcome. That's awesome. Congratulations. It was like people were really getting joy from celebrating uh, the, these people doing incredible things. And I think that people saw that joy and were like, oh, I got to be a part of this. Yes, I can't agree with this more. And then this is why I don't have boxes for first, second, third place to stand on. I don't want someone to stand above the other, right? Like everyone is on the same ground and everyone gets the same rock glued to a piece of wood, right? (laughs) Right. There there may be 16 hours between your finishing times, but in everyone's eyes that run that race, you're – Everyone knows what you went through, the same thing to get to the finish and the start, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, one of the things that you're kind of known for, Jason, and you had races where, you know, because ultra running for a while, a couple of years ago, kind of got a reputation for being much like ladies night at a bar, a sausage fest, where there's a a lot of fellas and very few women and women were not feeling comfortable on the trail scene. You were one of the first trail running companies on the East Coast, not the only, but one of the first to to have over 50% female participation in some of your races. How did you, I noticed you saw that problem really early on and you made some interesting steps to address it. So I am going to tell you something and I've never shared this before. Okay. So I grew up and uh, my mother basically raised me. Mm-hmm. She was a single you know, this professional woman in the middle of Appalachia in a small town. Yeah. And probably when I'm about 10, you know, she's trying to advance her career. I, I would come home and see her in tears sometimes because she would be passed over and she would talk very uh, frankly with me. Yeah. Uh, that she'd be passed over for positions and, and just felt the people the men in the office made her feel unworthy. And, um, it, it, it was, it was, it really set with me and my mother became the HR director of a large corporation. Yeah. And it, even, even then imagine being able to see everyone's payroll, like 3000 employees pa- payroll mm-hmm. and you still getting paid less than males who are below you in pay grade. Yeah. And, and I, I, I will tell you this. And when I was 13, I was putting on a little skate contest for my friends. My mom would drive me around to all the, I would print out flyers and paste them up. And this one time I'd made my first flyer, right? Yeah. And I, I was like, you know, I went to the libraries right down the street and I cut and paste all the letters, you know, did it all punk rock style. <laughs> and I, I was like, mom, you know, um, I, let, let's go. I need to get some copies and we'll take this out. And she read it and she was like, she was like, I, 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 this is only for 13 year old boys to listen to punk rock. She was like, make this flyer and make it where this, where everyone can come to your skateboard contest. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I made this like real aggressive ass flyer. You know what I mean? I was like all punk rock. It was like, oh, you know, <laughs> if, you, if you ain't been skating, if you don't skate, don't relate. You know, if you don't relate, don't skate. You know, like, and, and my mom kiboshed that shit. So it was my very first lesson when I create something to always be thinking about everyone, right? So when I created the Yetis, 
That's what I did. I took away all that bullshit language. If you're not at the aid station at 7 p.m., you're fucking kidding. You know what I mean? Like, we, I built the community. I, I, and I took all those blocks out of the way for mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Where everyone's welcome, everyone was respected. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not going to tell you, like, uh, one time there was this race. 100 mile race and and this was years ago and she had 10 the rd had 10 awards for men and five for the women right oh i remember this story yeah we don't need to go too far into the details but i know exactly what you're talking about yeah so this lit me up it was this kind of thing where we just need to break that away from ultra running and i really really strive to to the language you know just like my mom taught me like make things where everyone, no matter what, where they can catch like a glimmer of hope and say, I might can only Ollie, but I'm going to show up at that skateboard contest and give it hell. Right. Yeah. And that's what I do with the races. That's my message. And, and it's always in the tone of what I put out for races. It's, it's all of those things. So yeah, uh, that's how, and we just, just a, a welcoming, like, like preach diversity all these things we're, we're probably this is what i want everyone to be able to come together and i think it shines through and i think that me and everyone that comes to races created this great space for everyone so i actually believe it or not i, I have a magazine mm-hmm. just asked me about the numbers so over the course of Yeti Trailrunner's history, yeah, of races, males six thousand six hundred forty-one, right. females eight thousand two hundred sixty-nine. Wow! That's all the yeah, yes, that's so, incredible. I I don't know if another race company can can claim those numbers. That's that's not usual for the sport in general. No, and and it's because. Like I, I really work hard to create that space where everyone is welcome. You know, you, 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 you strip all that away where gender doesn't matter. You, you know, early on, I don't know if you remember this, I would get so mad at people like 10 years ago, there was a company who used to make shirts that said, you got chicked. Yeah. That. That fucking, I was like, this is, that's why kind of one of all the things while I started Yeti is to shut that shit up. Right. Right. You, someone and one t-shirt just devalued someone's performance. Right. 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 Yeah, exactly. And and whoever like, you know, like people go, well, times are different. No, the fuck they weren't (laughs) like like, you should have known better, you, you know? So and, and 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 like kindness has not ever been out of the times, right? Right, so, right. And, and, and so, but that's kind of the thing. Like we, all those languages, we just took them away and made it this warm environment for everyone to come, be safe, have fun, and just do what you can on that day. You know, like at these skateboard contests. Yeah. It wasn't the person necessarily that won that was doing the 720. It might have been the person that just learned to drop in the ramp that day. Like that person got the biggest applause, right? Because yeah. we, we, I honestly judge people on heart. Like, and I, that's all I want is you to come with a big heart and ready to just enjoy it, right? Because it it is it is a gift to be able to to show up and be at a start line of ultra race. No, I completely right? agree, and I think you your your Yeti Trail Runners kind of uh, the whole vibe is based on like there's not a limited amount of joy in the world, right? Like there's not this right. this so this supply of joy, and, and we can't give it to everybody because we want to save the joy for the people who really deserve it, and it's it's built on this kind of. There's enough joy for everybody, and we can celebrate everybody's a milestone. Whether it's Pat Reagan running a ridiculous hundred mile yes. time at, at the Yeti 100 this year, or if it's someone that's barely making cutoffs, 
but is battling addiction or has decided to tackle finally obesity and is and is out there every day moving like the same amount of joy for both of those occasions whether it's you know pat reagan killing it or someone that may be dead last but but uh, absolutely mm-hmm. and and people like pat reagan who come out there and run 13 hours they are so invested in everyone else out there also believe it or not like he uh, I, I just find the, the ultra community and I, that, I was so happy. And, and if we talked to Pat Reagan, he would tell you that he was happy to find the Yetis. He felt like he found his place. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like found his tribe. Yeah. He, yeah. And he, like all the people that come, all the winners, they just get it. Everyone that comes to the race, they get it. Maybe because I push it down their damn throat. Like, don't come. If you're, you know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> right. And people like go, they really. So my favorite story is I got this email. People always think it's like, may it's bullshit that I stalk you on your Facebook profile or Instagram. When yeah. You sign it for my race. Yeah. When I have the entrance list, I, I start stalking your ass. And so this guy, Chuck, who, you know, been trying to finish a hundred miles. Yeah. He said he came around the corner at a hundred and his, he said his wife was so impressed that I was like, Chuck, you did it. You finally made the finish line, you know? And I, that's how much I, I want, like, I have to connect with everyone out there. It, I love it. You know, I want to know people's story. Mm-hmm. I, I love it because that's what motivates me in my own like life of running. You know, Jason, I used to think when I knew you kind of peripherally and, and it didn't have yeah. I, I didn't have your cell phone number, but I just reach out to you on on Facebook. I used to think all that was kind of bullshit. I thought you were putting on like a show like, oh, hey, I'm Mr. I'm Mr. Welcoming to everybody. Come give me your money and let me make you yeah. feel welcome. But then I. <laughs> Like Jason Green was putting on the greatest show on earth. He was like P.T. Barnum putting on this great show yes. to pick up chicks. You know, like that's what I kind of yeah. want. But, but as I as I got to, to know you more directly, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This is real. Like Jason, Jason Green. And I think with the moment that that sealed it for me. I was like, okay, this is Jason's the real deal was when it was Tom green who has just the most incredible story of, you know, being this legendary ultra runner, the first person to, to finish successfully the triple crown or am I getting it right? Uh, the grand yeah, slam. Sorry, I, the grand slam. The grand slam. Grand slam. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. First person finished the grand, the grand slam of ultra running, uh, got into a horrible accident they thought there's no way he can survive this, could barely walk, and he has balance issues, and he started ultra running again, and he would push this baby stroller without a baby in it, but that was the way he could keep his balance, and he had tried to finish 100-mile distances again, and it was Yeti 100, oh, was it three or four years ago, Jason? I can't remember. Yeah, it was three years ago. Three years ago, he finishes... The 100-mile distance for the first time after being told you'll probably never walk again, all of that, and to see you at the finish line, that to me cemented like, okay, this is not – he's not P.T. Barnum trying to pick up chicks. This is this is legitimate Jason Green because the emotion there. Holy cow. You, you, were, you were sobbing like a baby. I, I have to tell you, I love and hate Tom Green. Like Tom <laughs> Green makes me like so ner- – like so – after Tom Green finished, I was like, now you have to come every year to run. He always <laughs> right. runs the 50 mile, right? Right. This guy, like, I'd be like, God, this guy has the tr- the truest grit of anyone inside of him. Mm-hmm. And I, I will tell you, it's, I, but, but secretly, I hate when he comes because it, it sometimes really breaks my heart. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm on course. I like to go see people mm. on course and, and, and so I one time came out there. I, I really, this is this is really tough. And I saw Tom Green. It's the middle of the night. He's kind of by himself right there. Mm-hmm. And every time he would let go of the stroller, because I'm assuming his arms from trying to hold his weight up, yeah, were were just taxed, yeah. right? And he would try to let go just for a little bit relief, just while standing still. 
and he would just fall over on his side. And, oh. and I have to tell you, like I, I want to run over and like pick him up and put a put him back to, and I knew I couldn't, right? Because yeah. I knew he believed like I did that you have to make it unassisted, right? Right, and and so. So it's always heartbreaking as shit when he comes, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm like I'm like Tom, don't do anything crazy. You know, like so, I try to let him do his thing, but it 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 over it fills me up inside with, just to see him. To anything's possible when like he is the he is the definition of true grit. And, oh, uh, for sure, and he's he's the definition uh, of what is your excuse? Like like no one else. Uh, like, yes, right? yes. Uh, you know, things are kind of tough at work and uh you know it's like shut up if, if tom green can yeah. go out and do it you can i i love him and and i agree like and i'm and this is why someone made him be the first person to finish the grand slam ultra running because he is grit mm-hmm. right and tom green is is quiet like you know uh one time someone was telling me he called uh western stacy he's like uh, guys, uh, I need to get in the race. It's my 10 year. I need to get my 10 year, but you know, 10 years back when you yeah. just get automatic passes for 10 years. Right. And they're like, who are you? <laughs> and he's like, Tom green. And they're like, who <laughs> <laughs> right. that, that is Tom green, Tom green. Like that. He, he doesn't care about those things around him. Right. He just cares about doing what he loves to do. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I love that. I love that about him. Uh, he, he and his whole family, uh, they, they've now come to the race and they are also lovely people. So and that's another thing I've always liked. You probably people can look through photos. I, I want your cousin, uh, your stepkids, whatever else you got to come and be a part of it, to, to be there with us all, because all those folks make it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, so I encourage that. I, I love this. And, and I often think, you know, when you stand at these finish lines and your partner does something, I, I see this bond and believe it or not, the, one of the greatest things that happen at the Yeti that happens with frequency more than I ever thought. So someone's partner finishes mm-hmm. and, and, and they're, and the other partner gets like this moment of inspiration to also do it. And the next year they're coming at the, the finish line and the other partners there. And I love that to me. I'm like, yes. Right. Like this is, this, I want to jump up and down. Right. So the family gets bigger. Yeah. The Yeti trail runners gets bigger. The, the only time I've ever said like, no to like someone being at the finish line is like this dude came up to me and uh, he was going to propose to his girlfriend at the finish line. He yeah. had this big sign that said, will you marry me? Right. Yeah. And I was like, my man, I'm going to give you a piece of real fucking advice right here. <laughs> I was like, if you love this woman, you let her have her fucking moment. I was like, propose tomorrow. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. I was like, don't, don't make this shit about you right now. I was like, <laughs> let her have her moment and be in the fucking light and you will be a hero. <laughs> That's true. That's, yeah. Yeah. So, so he, he took my advice and I, I, I should look him up and see if they're still married. <laughs> Probably. I was like, had you not said yeah, anything, they would have been divorced in two years and he would have hated you. This is it. I was like, you never take someone's moment away. <laughs> so any any dudes listen and you want to propose, if you both are running the same race, yes, propose during the race. I I, I like that. But if you if you don't run, like or he you know, just let the person have this one moment they worked hard for. Yeah. That's great advice, Jason. Um, thinking back to all those finishes, and Tom Green is one of those that obviously sticks in your mind. Was there any other finishes that really a story that you're like very like do you hold on to every day so there there's like these bits and pieces uh one time chantrell came showing up like a damn wizard with a stick you know what i mean like at the finish line of her first hundred and it's these little moments in people's faces that i hold on to uh i the emotion, like when you look at someone when they're there and it's kind of like they let it all go, 
it's very overwhelming. And, and believe it or not, it's not really the person. It's those things or the way someone's eyes look or the way their face lights up. Uh, uh, it, it's really interesting to me to see this like, like thing wash over them when they reach the finish line. It, it's very uplifting and uh, it's, it's really quite a spiritual moment coming for the most unspiritual dude, you know, <laughs> um, like right. it's, it's so overwhelming that I think about those. I, I just talking about it. I filled myself back up with that emotion. And so I use that a lot, like in running, I'll think about those people and their faces, like in my own race, I'll be like, I know what a great feeling it is going to be to get to that finish line. Just, just get there, like suffer, you know? Yeah. Cause I know it'll be okay. This is why I hate when I show up at the finish line and no one's there yeah. <laughs> like, to greet me. You right. know what I mean? Like, just, I just need a thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Something, right. Instead of someone passed out in a tent going, huh, what? Someone's done? Huh? <laughs> there, there's this one race I've run eight, nine years now. Yeah. I still don't know who the hell the race director is. Like, I cross the finish line and someone's like, there's some pizza maybe in there, you know, like it's like, and it's a, it's a big fucking event. And I just like, God, you know, my friends weren't here and the, the course is like, cool. I love it. Like I, I, this is just be there for your, the people at your race. I love it. This is why I like James Barner, uh, people like that. Yeah. They really, I, I love when I come around the corner and I see someone's big ass smiling face. You know, right. like I love it. It makes me light up. So th- this is, this is what I like, but yeah, I just carry those kind of feelings that folks give me when they, they cross the finish line. I do have my uh, favorite moments, but I don't want to, you know, don't want to put them out. No, that's <laughs> okay. out no you can, you so, can keep some, some things for yourself. Some of them are, ve- and some of them are very comedic. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have seen some things at the, <laughs> Oh, so I'm sure you'll save that for the book in 10 or 20 years, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, I wish that one, one day I want to put, publish a book called letters to the, to a race director. Right. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. <laughs> And then one called Finish Line Fields, where I talk about like just all the mayhem, right, of being yes. a race director. I can only imagine what one of the if you could give us what is the strangest email oh. that you've gotten as a race director. I, so I'm not going to get into that because the person might hear it. But I, <laughs> <laughs> but I Jason, this is a tertiary. Like, this is not Trail Runner Nation. This is a tertiary <laughs> podcast. You know, we're we're what you listen so, to when they haven't released a new uh, episode of the Ultra Runner podcast in a couple of weeks, and you you trickle on down to the Adventure Jogger. <laughs> you know, I, I I get it, I get it, but it would hurt someone's All feelings. Right. But I will tell you what I get. So I, as a, I also run ultras, and I would never email the race director and ask him this. Right. And one question that I get a lot of that I don't quite understand is, will my feet get wet? It's like people are scared <laughs> to death of getting their feet wet, right? So, <laughs> Most likely, yes. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, well, they weren't going to get wet, but shit. <laughs> they are, right? Just change the course just for you, right? So – it's, it's something I've never thought about, like during a 50K, right? If we right. cross the creek, we cross the creek. Yeah. It's, you, you know, like wear light wool socks always, you know, even in the summer, it's fun. Right. And uh, that is the most common question that I get. Really? Uh, yes. Will my feet get wet? So we'll just put it out there right now. Everybody listening, if you run a Yeti trail runners race, yes, your feet will get wet. I mean, if you never run a race in the South, your feet are going to get wet in the summer, even if you don't cross water. Exactly. Humidity. You're going to get, yeah, all that sweat's running down your legs and it pools in your shoes and you've got these socks that are just drenched, even though it hasn't rained at all. Um, you're going to get, you're going to get your, your feet wet. How have you, Jason, cause you, you know, you returned to, we talked about it earlier, you returned to actually having in-person races and you were able to have some of those this year, but we talked earlier about, you are a hands-on race director. You are a, 
get in people's face in a good way and in that close contact in those hugs at the finish line. How have you had to adapt to the world of COVID and race directing? This has been very tough and I've had to, you know, learn, uh, you know, extend my vocabulary to express uh, things more clearly and like of character and love and so, so I can't like good feeling words and really just, like wrote down like what messages I'm always trying to convey to people. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, so I always just think about those. And, and I love the Facebook group and Instagram. I, I like, it really connects me and I hope it connects everyone with me. Right. Yeah. And I still put my number on the bottom of every email, every race. I can actually get a lot of calls from folks and, and, some of those calls are, you know, as a lot of ultra runners suffer from depression. Yeah. And I, I put my number out there. I'm, I'm the first person I want you to call. Yeah. You know, and I will in return, you know, talk to you right in the moment. If, if I, if I have my phone has service. Yeah. I, I've been in the middle of runs. I will stop and talk to people. So I, we've had two people over the last 11 years commit suicide that were yetis oh. and it's a very dark and i decided early on that I, that i needed to keep my line open yeah and so people call me a lot and it's and during covid a lot a lot yeah and, and i it, it, i've been able to keep that connection like i still am needed and wanted also like i want to help people i want people to be happy and feel good so that has, I, I enjoy it when people call me and pick up or send me a text. Like, how about this? Some folks just call me. I love this. And this is when I think I, I love about the Yetis. Yeah. Some people just call me and go, I want to know how you are today. Right? Like <laughs> right. very nice, sweet people. And this is how we've been connected, like in different ways, like just via social media platforms. Like I said, I feel like, when the pandemic happened, a change happened in the Yeti trail runner page mm-hmm. that people just went to 10 with kindness and uh, positivity and yeah. words. Right. Cause I think we all knew what we were facing and, and the out, the support of all these challenges that's helped Yeti trail runners stay alive has been the absolute best for me. Right. Like everyone's support and, and just helping the Andy trail runners get through this, uh, you know, time of when we can't put on races. Yeah. Everyone stepped up and hopefully we've made a, I've made it fun for everyone. And, you know, we've done like some cool member boxes and, and things like that. So, You've definitely stayed busy, and I'll tell you what the the Yetis have had plenty of reasons to um, you know stay in touch, and there hasn't been like this six month gap of like what's Jason Green doing, and then you appear out of nowhere with long hair and a beard, (laughs) you know. I found myself. I found myself, everybody. Or no facial hair. Oh God! I remember when you shaved your mustache and beard, and I was like, Jesus, who's this baby faced? Oh God, that's Jason Green. I, I can never do it again. No. I wasn't welcomed anywhere. No. Like it's, I, and sometimes I like look at it. I'm like, man, it's itchy. I want to shave it. And then I'm like, no, I remember last time. No, your face was made mad. for a beard and mustache. That's for sure. Like that's, I'm sorry, buddy. You better get over that itchiness. Cause I don't know. If, I don't know if the trail running community can handle clean shaven Jason green. I, I, they can't. I mean, the next thing you know, I'd be like going to tattoo removal places. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. And getting a real desk job and that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> all of a sudden, Jason's making calls. He's he's, a, he's working as a collector, you know. <laughs> Your account's overdue. I, I really have always wanted to be a paralegal in my life. Really? <laughs> maybe, I can, maybe we could start doing that part time. <laughs> so where do you see the, the, the trail runner world and the Yetis in 2021? Have you looked forward to that and, and, and kind of developed like what do you think is going to happen? So we are definitely planned to have races. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two races I've put on, uh, both of them sold out in – uh, probably 25 minutes. Yeah. Uh, 
we push for we i am pushing forward i'm banking on the vaccine uh with the yeti 100 and damn yeti and snake bite during mm-hmm. covid yeah i i i i i had to luckily knew had some contacts at the cdc in atlanta yeah and just got people that were much smarter than me about uh, about this shit right yeah and yeah. they drew up this great plan for me and through those races, we had no trace backs and no one got sick. And so no one in the town got sick from travelers. So, right. you know, we put together smart, but we, I am headed forward. We're going to get people back on the trail. You, you know, those two races mm-hmm. are in Virginia and, uh, you know, they are easy to socially distance on there. Right. Uh, um, and I will tell you, as someone who put on a race that had masks and had to keep people apart, people still, uh, they, they felt like they belonged and they needed it. And, uh, yeah. I, I am, commi- I am committed to providing a safe environment in 2021 for people to run and, and have a place. You want to yell place. at anybody. You want to yell at anybody to not hug, like stop hugging. I told you guys, this is against the CDC rules. We can hug next year. Uh, actually, I, so everybody's been good. And I had one person, they called me and they're like, uh, I'm not going to uh, come because you're going to make me wear a mask. And I said, well, what are you going to do next? I was like, what are you going to do next year? We're going to require you to carry a bottle of water. What if you don't want to carry it? I said, it's just the mandatory equipment. I said, you know, quit making this about yourself and politicizing. Right. And and I told the person, I was like, this is mandatory equipment for most races pro- yeah. in 2021, probably. Yeah. And and that's how it's got to be. And I, everyone that came was so respectful of each other and keeping everyone safe. And it was a great thing to see. Yeah. And, think- and I, I'm pushing forward. We're going to have events. We're going to look. Are, are we going to keep doing these challenges? Absolutely. Cause they are so damn fun. Mm-hmm. And they, they, like I said, they keep us all motivated. Who knew? So, uh, who knew like couch to Yeti would, I love that. I, like I'm doing it. Like whenever I put these out, I want everyone to know that I'm also doing them. <laughs> you did not do because, the white claw mile though, mister. Let me, let me tell you something. Someone who, <laughs> who has worked in the craft industry for 17 years, I can't go white claw. My <laughs> I've shaken too many hands of people more lean their house up to start a brewery. <laughs> I, I, I will not let them down ever. <laughs> I almost feel though we need to have like kind of a bet Jason or something like, where the the uh, if 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 you were to lose, you'd have to ride a razor scooter while drinking White Claw. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to get disowned from my family? <laughs> now, that you know what that's going to cause if I go to the skate park after that, and someone finds out, they're going to beat me up. That's true. They really will beat me up. Well, you know, I mean, it maybe could all be peace and love. And maybe the, the, I'll tell you what about the razor scooter things, having kids that have had razor scooters, you find those things and you're picking them up, right? Cause your kids will leave their razor scooters all over the damn driveway. And so you want to park in the driveway and you pick it up by the, 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 the kind of the neck where the handlebars are, are you pick it up. And that metal part in the bottom swings around and hits you right in the shins. It's like, "Ah!" it is the most, (laughs) like you think stepping on a Lego in the middle of the night is painful. It has nothing on that razor scooter swinging around and slapping it in the shin. (laughs) I'm going to share you a real funny story. All right. I have this friend, Dave Carney, and people can probably Google this and find the video, but he made a video he and some folks set up a razor scooter game and they like cut off jean jackets and like all shaded you know sunglasses they're just riding around town like terrorizing like kicking over you know like just being complete asses on razor scooters. born to be wild yeah <laughs> yeah so they show up in a skate park they didn't last three minutes before they were getting beat up and tossed out. <laughs> like they came in there and just like dropped. It was hilarious. It's the most hilarious video I've seen, you know? So 
when I tell you if, if I'm seen on a razor scooter, like the people, the kids at the skateboard park are going to beat me up. So what you're saying, Jason, <laughs> is if we see you on a razor scooter drinking a White Claw, we should be concerned for your well-being. Like we need to be yes. like, oh, my God, there's something wrong with Jason Green. Know that like a pack of like teenagers are gonna whoop my ass next week. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I lose all my respect and be like, who is this? They're gonna you know break my board in half and throw me out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, Jason's fallen on hard times when we see yeah. that sad, sad, clean shaven Jason Green <laughs> on a razor scooter. Tattoos removed, drinking a White Claw. We'll know that's probably the sign of the end times. And wearing pants that actually fit. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is my mom's only dream. They're like, will you wear some pants that kind of fit you? (laughs) Because I sometimes like my pants like really short. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why. It's like. it feels great to have them so short like you know and sometimes i'll take them to the place and they'll cut off the thing and they make them way too short but i love them and my mom is like you you can't wear that we're we're going to cheddar's in kingsport tennessee you can't be seen in this bullshit (laughs) right you want to impress the people at cheddar's where you get a trough worth of food for six dollars Jason, people I work with might be there. You look like a big pile of shit right now. Like this is, but I don't look. You, my mother has always been completely one hundred percent honest yeah. with me, and maybe this is why I've turned out the way I have. And how about this? When I got injured and had a cast on, mm-hmm. I came up there, and she was like, the first thing she was like, "Why would you show up here with this cast on?" <laughs> she was like, "Now I feel like I got to get you stuff." this is so her only son only child shows up in a cast and i'm looking for some sympathy and she goes why would you show up here with this on (laughs) tell me (laughs) please stay at home (laughs) like like she just was not gonna handle tolerate any of my shit (laughs) that's fantastic that's fantastic you know we were talking in the beginning of the podcast about you know this pandemic feels like it's been so long because it's been you know into shape out of shape into shape out of shape into shape out of shape the best thing that i've discovered during this pandemic jason is they make stretchy pants for men and i don't mean like like tights i mean like jeans that have stretch in them and like a stretchy waistband so when you're in shape they fit just fine but when you're out of shape they fit just fine as well I can't agree with this even more. All my pants do that stretch yes. flex fabric. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you something I do wear now that I never thought my day I would wear. Those jogger sweatpants with the tight cuff at the bottom. Oh, That's yeah. like my go-to <laughs> everything. <laughs> I, I, I lovingly referred to those years ago as maybe tonight sweatpants. You know, like, I'm like, I'm like, I love these pants, but I don't want to be seen on them. <laughs> right. right, like it's not, it's not socially acceptable to have the singed bottom sweatpants and in on, public. And on my website, like I, like it was the most requested item over the last two months. So I put some on there, and, and I probably sold like 300 pairs. It's like the most popular item is these joggers. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, and but really, I was like, oh man, I'm not the only one, right? So maybe I can wear these in public. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever invented that jogger with the tight cuff and Mm -hmm. looks like genius, right Mm -hmm. there, genius. You know what I mean? It even makes me look like I got like a cute butt, like in my mind. And if anyone knows me, I don't have any ass at all. No, no, <laughs> it's <know>? flat. <laughs> that's that's pancake yeah, flat, Jason. <laughs> that's 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 middle Tennessee flat right there. You that, know, like, yes, this is just like this is just crazy. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> Jason's ass is also <laughs> referred to as the Cumberland Plateau. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but these joggers make me look. I feel like like I'm like on a in a video. <laughs> did you try twerking I'm them? Around, i'm walking around my house doing like tiktok dances and stuff. <laughs> that's 
So I have also found that those joggers, because they kind of hide your knees and legs, yeah. it always they always make you look, you look like you're dancing really, really well. <laughs> like, and I'm a horrible dancer. Right. But like the other day, I was like dancing. Somebody's like, "Man, where'd you you look like that's some Michael Jackson little bit?" You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, usually people are like you are really horrible. You know, like I dance like Frankenstein with somebody, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. this is just how it is. But these joggers have helped me in a lot of ways. That's that's good to know. And dance better. So, you know, that's great. I dance like I, like my, my, uh, my limbs don't bend. It's like about, it's like my knees stop working and my elbows stop working when I dance and I look like, like, go, yeah, yeah. go home, (laughs) put those joggers on, and like dance and look how it hides your knees and the, the joggers will kind of wave like you've done some crazy moves <laughs> and you haven't really done anything. So like, I swear you can just take your right foot, twist it in and out like Michael Jackson mm-hmm. and you look like a superstar in those joggers. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I say with that, I think we got to end it, Jason. I don't know if we can, I'm, if we can top that. I'm with, I'm with you. So let's uh, if you've learned anything from this, right? Right. Uh, always, every year, try something new. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> always think people come from a good place, but most of all, go buy you a pair of these joggers. Oh man, you are like the Joel you, Olstein of trail running. I am, and if, and if I owned the podcast called Adventure Jogger, I'd probably have some Adventure Jogger joggers. Oh, that's. I would buy a pair immediately if you put them up all for sale. Would you buy Adventure Jogger 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 pants? To, to me, that's the best. Okay, I, and you call them Adventure Jogger joggers. Like, okay, embroidered on them or printed on them, I would buy them immediately. Okay, I, I think I may have to go through the. <laughs> you, you're the you're the you're the uh, you're the you're the you're the merchandising guy. Let's go fifty fifty on this. <laughs> you know. I'm a, I'm a, I, how about this? Give, shoot me a message tomorrow, and we'll, we will. I'll tell you how to set it up. All right, it's going to be a thing, everybody. It's going to be a thing. Jason Green, It'll be a adventure jogger, jogger. Oh, I'm in. I'm so in. Jason Green of the Yeti Trail Runners. Thanks for coming on, man. It's great talking to you. Hey, thank you so much. Have a great evening. Okay. You too, Jason, and uh, everybody listening. Have an absolutely fantastic New Year, and thanks for listening to the Adventure Jogger. We are 100% listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search The Adventure Jogger on Patreon or go to theadventurejogger.com. Join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching The Adventure Jogger. And subscribe to The Adventure Jogger wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode.